Hi there, everyone. I'm Gwen Jones, and welcome once again to the I'm a Rotarian podcast, the weekly podcast where I introduce you to amazing people who proudly call themselves Rotarians. Well, I am super excited this week to bring you the show because I'm opening up the doors, pulling back the curtains, and introducing you to two members of the giving team at the Rotary Foundation. Now, let me make this perfectly clear. Adina Mehovic and Jeff Cochran are actually annual giving officers. That's right. They're the people you contact when you want to give your money to the Rotary Foundation. I sat back with them at a Zoom call and asked some really interesting questions. You're going to get a little history about the foundation. You're going to get to know exactly where your money goes. And you're even going to hear about where these two folks think the foundation's going to go in the future. So join me, won't you? We are pulling back the curtains on the Rotary Foundation this week on the I'm a Rotarian podcast. And as always, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. It is so awesome to have you back with us. This week, I'm changing things up, and I'm not necessarily talking to a Rotarian. I'm talking to a Rotarian organization. Okay? Does that sound pretty cool? I'm officially talking this week to the Rotary Foundation and two representatives of it, Adina Mehovic. I got it. I'm so lucky have that and then Jeff Cochran because that was just so easy I know (laughs) but they are both annual giving officers and I've got some zones for you everybody 2928 west and you know who you are and 2627 okay and they're going to tell me both where the hell that is in the universe of rotary giving Jeff Adina thank you for joining us thank you for being on the show today thank you so nice to be here with you thanks for having us You bet. All right. So I gave all that latitude and longitude and 29, 28, whatever. Adina, Jeff, where is that? Where do you guys cover? Sounds good. So I have 28 West, which is Western Canada, including Alaska. And then 29 covers Northern Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, the Dakotas, Kansas, Iowa, Nebraska, I think that's all of them. (laughs) Just a few. And what about you, Jeff? Uh, Yeah, thanks. Zones 26 and 27 are a little bit easier to define. It's basically the West Coast and mountain states, including Hawaii. And then there's just a small sliver of British Columbia, Canada in there, too. So that means you would be my giver. I would be. Correct, if I'm in Washington State. Actually, I am your giver because (gasps) you're a part of 50-50 and we are 50-50 to the U.S. a little bit. That's right. It's sneaky up in that part of the country. (laughs) It is sneaky. And for those of you who don't know what District 50-50 means, it means that my district is half in Canada and half in Washington State. We are 50-50 split. So, oh my gosh. So yeah, you did mention before we went on air that you guys did cover a lot. That's basically from the Pacific to, gosh, the Mississippi, past the Mississippi, like all the Midwest. So, wow. Okay. That's a lot. And it says that you are annual giving officers. And we also chuckled before we went live today because you don't give when it comes to the Rotary Foundation. You ask, is that correct? Explain what your jobs are. 
So we actually do give. (laughs) We also (laughs) let's let's clear that up. We do give to the foundation, right, Jeff? We do, yes. (laughs) True, touche. But your jobs, your jobs are not necessarily that, correct? Correct. Uh, Jeff, you I cut you off, so go ahead. (laughs) Oh, that's okay, Dina. Thank you. Yeah. So annual giving basically means that we work hand in hand with the annual fund, which is the major fund that supports the Rotary Foundation. Um, and we, uh, we try to, uh, go out and solicit donations from Rotarians specifically to support that fund. Um, that includes the world fund, annual fund share, um, and then district designated funds are included in that as well. Wow. That's a, that's a lot. So if you're allowed to, what kind of, what kind of budgets do you guys usually work with? If that's an open, open question, I mean, how much money do you guys usually get in? That's well, our goals, uh, our goals that we have every year uh, for the annual fund specifically last year, it was $140 million. This year, it's wow. a, a tick down, $135 million. And I've been uh, a career nonprofit guy my entire life. And never before in my life have I ever worked for an organization that's looking to raise that much money. Uh, <laughs> wow. So it really is a gift to be a part of an organization that's supported as well as it is and does such incredible work as, as Rotary and the Rotary Foundation. Tick down. I assume that is because of this COVID time that we're living in, that we're assuming every, is, is that everybody's kind of ticking down, having some realistic ideas right now because of COVID? Uh, I would say there's some of that. Uh, we were most impacted probably in March and April where the world basically stood still for those two months. And mm-hmm. luckily, we've seen Rotarians get back um, into the game and are working through the COVID crisis and looking for new ways to raise funds and raise funds towards annual giving in this new world that we're living in. So we're, we are seeing um, Rotarians go back to business and and that up downtick will hopefully um, improve this year. Yeah, let's go for beating those goals, shall we? Yeah, so <laughs> I love it. So, I I would like a bit of history. I think I think a lot of people they know our Rotary groups, and our podcast spends a lot of time on what our Rotary groups are, and that we are people of action, and we're doing all this kind of stuff. And then there's this Rotary Foundation, and um, I I think I have a put together a few questions that I think are always kind of the great questions that people have as Rotarians. I know I did. And one of the biggest one, what I would love is what is the history of the foundation? Where did this foundation come from? And did it start, did did Rotary itself start first and then came the Rotary foundation, which came first, the chicken or the egg? (laughs) Um, So Rotary started in 1905. Right. And the foundation began in 1917. The outgoing president then, Art C. Klum, decided that um, it would be wonderful to put together a foundation for Rotarians and announced this during the Atlanta convention in that year, um, which is why our centennial was held in Atlanta a few years back. And the first gift to the Rotary Foundation um, happened just a while after, and that was $26.50. And that was given by the Rotary Club of Kansas City, Missouri. Wow. Okay. So $26 and how much? 
50 and cents. 50 cents. 50 and it works cents. out to be $14,000 in today's money. I'm just kidding. I made that up. <laughs> I know, I but it, it is, would be. I think it is equivalent to a, a few hundred dollars, actually, yeah. in today's dollars. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and that wasn't exactly, a, I mean, that was a time where a penny got you a lot. So yes, right. that was yes. a lot of money. <laughs> so then is, so what is the main goal then of the foundation? Is it just to eradicate polio? What is, what would be the main, what's the main goal of the foundation? Jeff, you can try it. You can, I'll, I'll, we'll point at Thank Jeff you. for this one. Yeah, sure thing. <laughs> uh, you know, I think uh, you're, you're, you're not wrong to point to polio as kind of the unifying mission uh, of the Rotary Foundation. However, the official mission of the Rotary Foundation reads, that the Rotary Foundation is to enable Rotarians to advance world understanding, goodwill, and peace through the improvement of health, the support of education, and the alleviation of poverty. So you'll notice nowhere in there is polio mentioned nowhere. specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, that didn't come along until much later in 1979 when a group uh, of Rotarians started a project specifically in the Philippines to immunize 6 million children. Uh, and from there, uh, that project that started in 1979 became a springboard into what would become the Polio Plus Fund that we know today. Um, so it's been a long road until polio formed, but it's uh, even though it is a unifying mission of the Rotary Foundation and Rotary as a whole, it's not the only mission. We also mm -hmm. have seven areas of focus that encompass a lot more ground than just polio, which is really nice uh, to be able to work for an organization and raise funds from a group of Rotarians and point to really anything that a Rotarian might be passionate about. Mm -hmm. So, so it, it, what I, what I've always loved about the foundation, especially with it is that it's, it's non-political and non-religious hence that is the, the theme of, of Rotary, but you have, especially with polio been, we've been known for vaccinations. And we have a very interesting time. And I know this isn't one of those questions I mailed out to you in advance, but I'll, t I'll go for it. You can always tell me to shut up. Is the foundation affected at all with some of the anti-vaccine thing when it comes to our polio plus, or are we still doing, is, is everything just seems to be running okay? And that just seems to be, because that's always something that has concerned many Rotarians that the foundation is getting money so we can do polio plus and polio plus deals with a vaccine. How is the foundation dealing with any of that? If you can tell me. <laughs> sure thing. Well, I think uh, because Rotary does encompass such a large group of people, um, you're going to have people who believe all different things and come from all different political leanings. But um, I think the upside for Rotary and the foundation is that we're very upfront about what we stand for and what our causes are. And because of that, there aren't many who resist what it is that we do uh, as far as our areas of focus in polio. Um, there, there are obviously some times when these issues get into more political uh, areas, but we really do try to support and stay as close to the causes as we can so that we can stay out of those uh, and, and uh, avoid any political minefields. Well, yeah, and I would say it's not necessarily vaccine either. We have, uh, I know world peace is a biggie, and I know we have Rotary Clubs in Pakistan and India that are actually talking together. I mean, I'm sorry, you were you were about to say, Adina. I, I just was going to add, it's and 
the funds that are raised for polio and the work that we do with polio is not strictly vaccine related. Um, there's a, a lot of other areas this work touches into, and that's surveillance, research, technical assistance, operational support, and social mobilization. And wow. some of the work that polio has, to, or the research for polio has done, the surveillance and, and the processes that they've implemented have mm -hmm. actually been used for COVID-19 response as well. So it, it's, it's, we're working with polio, but it can fall into other areas um, or other viruses and uh, global pa pandemics. And that's the plus in Polio Plus, too. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, was, okay, so yes, what is the plus in Polio Plus? Well, it really does encompass exactly what Adina just mentioned. There's a lot of different efforts that are uh, involved in not just inoculating and immunizing for polio. Um, and because of the recent pandemic, uh, a lot of the efforts at the ground level, uh, some of the teams that we've had in place have had to shift focus uh, to address coronavirus as opposed to polio and some of the resources that we've had available. Uh, and because PLUS is mentioned in the Polio PLUS Fund name, we can shift those resources to better address and react to some other efforts that are going on around the world, uh, coronavirus mm -hmm. being one of those. So really the main goal of the foundation isn't just to eradicate polio. It's to just, it encompasses a lot in several directions. I think that's pretty safe to say. Mm -hmm. That's true. correct. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So then where do, so then I want to know, since you guys both work there, I need to hear two stories of um, what's been a really inspirational story. I mean, I know we ask this to our Rotarians. We ask our Rotarian uh, guests all the time is like, give me something that was inspirational to you as a Rotarian. I know um, Adina, you're not, a full-fledged Rotarian yet. You're about to open up a club, which is very cool. Um, but what I want to know is, as, as being a part of the foundation, what's a story that the foundation has done for whoever wants to go first, please do. But what's, a, what's an inspirational story that just like made you really happy that this is what you do for a living, that the foundation has done? And we have an hour, so. <laughs> and, and I know you have to pick up your kids. I, I have can. a feeling there's more than one. But. Uh, I, for, for me, honestly, so I've been with Rotary International for almost seven years. It will be seven years in January. And I started, uh, you're going to get a little history now too, sorry. <laughs> but uh, I, I worked with the support center, the Rotary support center, where you call in if you need assistance for about four, four and a half years before becoming an annual giving officer. And at that point, I didn't really get what the foundation was or why Rotarians were giving so much of their time, talent, their treasures to Rotary and the Rotary Foundation. Uh, when I became an annual giving officer, I had an opportunity to attend uh, a Getz and Zone Institute and then Zones 28 and 29. And there was a past district governor, Deepa um, Willingham. Her, her name is now, Jeff, help me out. I'm blanking too. Sorry, Adina. Uh -oh. <laughs> past district governor, Deepa Biswas. <laughs> I hope he's not listening right now. Go ahead. She. She. she sorry. Uh -huh. and I just did. All right, we're all fired. We're all off the holiday list, gift list right there. We blew it. 
And she spoke at a, a plenary during breakfast, and she presented on a school she was working on in India. And I'm sure I'll mess up the facts a little bit here. So I apologize, Deepa, uh, if you're listening. But um, she presented on a story about um, sex trafficking and human trafficking and wow. had a story about a seven-year-old girl that was sold into the trade by her father. Um, my daughter was six at the time. So this is where my aha moment happened and where really the work of Rotarians and how they're involved and how they're working together for a better world um, really touched my heart. And since then, a lot of the areas that I work with also work with human trafficking, for example, in Kansas and in many other states. And those stories have been the ones that have hit closest home to me. I know one of my districts has a drop-in shelter that they created um, for girls to just drop in and take a shower, not to sleep there, not to stay overnight, not to be saved, but just to take in, come in, take a shower, put their items in a locker, keep them there for safe storage. And they said that the girls coming in are anywhere from six to 63. So wow. it's, it's that part of it really hits closest to home for me um, because of my children, uh, my daughter specifically, and, and the, the fact that any child can encounter that in their lives and that there's so many people out there really trying to help uh, make help prevent that and, and help those that need support services. Well, you know what? I, I have to say that I, I would have no idea that the Rotary Foundation was at all involved in preventing sex trafficking. I would have never known that. I would have never known that. I mean, that's, that's you know, I mean, I, like I said, Polio Plus gets a lot of press, you know, but the whole idea that that's something that the foundation actually works on it. I, mm -hmm. Wow. Bravo. What about you, Jeff? What's, what's an inspirational story you have? Well, I think to your point, Gwen, that you had no idea that Rotary was involved in that project. Um, one of my favorite things about Rotary and talking to Rotarians is that these projects are really only limited by the imagination of Rotarians and what they see in the world. Um, there's a, a former Rotary international director uh, who once is, he, he famously said that a Rotarian is not a, actually a Rotarian until they have what they call a Rotary moment. We've heard that phrase mm. over and over again, yes. Rotary. Mm -hmm. um, yes. You know, they might show up to their club, they might pay their dues, they might be involved in service projects, but until they have that one Rotary moment, uh, they haven't actually gotten a Rotary card yet. So one of my favorite questions to ask Rotarians, whether it's on the phone or in person at Rotary events, is what is your Rotary moment? And I, I asked that question early on, right when I became an annual giving officer, there was a district governor-elect and a district governor-nominee and from California in world headquarters. And I asked them both that question, and the district governor-nominee replied uh, with what his answer was, and that he had been involved through his club uh, through some clean water projects. Uh, you know, through the farthest reaches of the world, they would carry out clean water projects in other countries. And you know, try to help local communities get clean water projects. Well, it wasn't until he came home and he went into a local elementary school and he was explaining what he did as a Rotarian and these clean water projects to the kids in his class. And one of the kids was so inspired by his story that he actually went around to his classmates and his family and his friends and he started to collect their pennies and their change and he brought it back to wow. this district governor nominee and he <laughs> wow. said, this money 
is for you and for your clean water projects to help people on the other side of the world. And so I think for me, uh, one of the biggest impacts that I, I get to see and, and one of the gifts of Rotary is not just the incredible work that Rotarians do in the world, but how they inspire other people inside and outside of Rotary to change the world too. Um, this, this organization is so incredibly dynamic and, and uh, just so full of change makers that you never really know where that impact is going to be had and felt and, um, and the way it just reverberates throughout the world. It's pretty incredible to watch. Wow. Yeah, I'm inspired. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was very proud to uh, see just the other day an, an article that said that Rotary is one of the top 10 most trusted charities in the world. And it's up there with the Habitat for Humanity and, and the Red Cross and other things. And we were number 10. So we're squeaking in there. We could get higher. I think, <laughs> but we were squeaking in there. We're just trustworthy enough. We're just trustworthy enough for the top 10. <laughs> We're totally awesome for the top 100, though. Um, but I do have a question, though, and I think this is the fundamental one, that when people give their money to any charity, where does it go? So if I, if I take a, a dollar and I've given it to the foundation, where does that dollar go? What's the, what's the pathway to that, of that dollar? It does that really, make sense as a question? <laughs> it does. It does. It does. Um, and it really, and, and Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong in any of this, but it really depends on what you're donating to. So if you're donating to polio, it's going to go to the work of polio. If you mm -hmm. donate to the endowment fund, it will be saved or invested in perpetuity uh, to ensure the Rotary Foundation continues its good work can continue its good work in the future. If you donate to the annual fund share, this is the fun and tricky one. So if you donate money to the annual fund share, it is invested for three years. After three years, 50% of that donation goes back to your district to work on district and global grant projects. The other 50% goes to the World Fund and our trustees are, um, then decide where it's needed most and it also goes to support global grant projects around the world. So it's really just every, so there's a lot of money that's circulating, like yes. earning interest and earning advancement and earning there's, so it's a lot of circulation, but you can actually pinpoint. So if I wanted to leave in, in my will, let's, let's say I win the lottery and I'd like to give $50 million to polio plus, then I know that $50 million is going to go right into an office for polio plus and the discussion. That's where it goes. That's correct. That's cool. Well, and, you'll and know if I, could, if I get it. <laughs> You're in my just like just to let we'll you know when we have it. I know. Like, Fifty million dollars. Fifty know, million from Gwen. I, I know. I'm like, well, sweetheart, if I've got it, you got yeah. it. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm. I'll write you a check right now if you don't take it to any form of a bank. <laughs> oh my god. So then. Where where do you think where do you think uh, Rotary International and her, the the foundation is going to go in the future? I mean, we are as the little pinch pictures go. We are this close to ending polio, which is one thing that we're known for. But where do you think our future lies with this with this foundation? Where do you think we're going to go? What do you think we're going to do? 
Well, I think it's such a great question. And the answer to that question goes way above our pay grade. There's people who (laughs) are on the 18th floor of world headquarters who are talking about that very thing right now. They are. You're right. We are so very close. And um, our street strategic team has put together a plan for the next five years to talk about that very thing, um, among other things. Uh, I think we're so incredibly lucky in Rotary, um, whether we're on staff or whether you're a Rotarian. Uh, because our, our management team and our senior leadership is really looking to, for ways to address that specifically. One of those, and to talk about the finances of it is, and Adina just mentioned the endowment. Uh, we have a goal in the endowment fund of $2.025 billion by 2025. And wow. one of the incredible things about that is that to work for a nonprofit organization that's in a position to even talk about raising that much money, much less mm-hmm. actually have it in sight, to actually achieve it is amazing. But it speaks to the fact that Rotary and Rotarians are gonna be able to carry out this amazing work for the foreseeable future, regardless of economic conditions. So um, that's one pretty cool thing about it. Uh, you're right in that we're, we're so incredibly co- close to solving the, the polio riddle. There's two countries in the world, uh, Nigeria having just been officially designated as polio free by the World Health Organization. We have have Afghanistan and Pakistan still to address. They're working hard with uh, with teams on the ground to address polio in those countries. Um, we still have a little bit to go, uh, so that's still in sight, and we're going to see that through to the end. But there, that raises an exciting question about what opportunities are out there for Rotary and, and where can we go. And um, if you have the answer to that, there's a special office, I think, on the 18th floor for you to sit in. And, and, um, well, I just, I did just win my public image award last night for my district. So, All right. Look at you. You know, just saying. Well, I do. We're in a shaker over here. If you don't mind me adding, Gwen, I do want to point uh, out, though, that until this year, we were at six areas of focus. And as of July 1st of 2021, we will be adding officially a seventh area of focus, and that Mm -hmm. is the environment. So that is one direction that we're going by adding a seventh area of focus and opening up an opportunity for so many more projects uh, to occur around the world. And in terms of climate change and our environment that Rotarians uh, hopefully will take part in. Now that is a new area. Um, and, and I've heard from some Rotarians that are, they're all very excited about it, but what do you, what do you say to the people that are kind of saying, well, it's about time. I mean, is this one, it, because Rotarians have been known as the garbage collectors on the side of the road and the, you know, the environmental kind, I mean, we, in Washington State, I have planted more trees as a Rotarian than I ever want to, you know, admit to. <laughs> so is, is this because we've almost gotten rid of polio and so now we're going to move to the environment because we like big problems? Or is it, is it, are we jumping on the bandwagon, thank God? At, 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 you know, what, what do you think? Well, I, I think you raised some really great points. Um, this has become an official area focus. We can say the environment is a cause that we support, but that doesn't mean that Rotarians haven't supported the environment for ever. Absolutely. Yeah. So these projects have, have been in place for a long time. You yourself said you've, you've planted trees. We see the pictures Mm -hmm. all the time of garbage cleanup and other ways that Rotarians support the environment. And so it's not to say that Rotary hasn't supported the environment for a long time. It's just that officially now we're collecting grant money to make these projects 
gotcha. grantable and, and officially uh, fundable by the Rotary Foundation. So uh, Rotary has loved the environment for many, many years. Forever. Absolutely. <laughs> so, in, so I love the ideas of billions of dollars in the future. That is like, yay. I'm excited about that. Um, one thing that does come up in a lot of our podcasts, besides foundation almost being kind of mysterious. So that's one reason why we've done this podcast is that I know that I give every Rotarian every year kind of thing. And I know, and I give it to the foundation and the foundation sends me lovely postcards and things saying, we love your gift. Thank you so much. But they are kind of this separate entity. So one reason why I wanted to do this podcast is because of that separation. And so in that, there is also a separation, I think, in age. I'm looking at and taking pictures of, uh, screenshots of you guys, to, I will say, young people to me, you know, younger millennial-esque people that I'm talking to, okay? You're still young professionals. You have kids. Uh, you were just telling me, Adina, that you couldn't, you can't go too long into the podcast because you have a kid <laughs> that you have to pick up and take someplace and be a mom to. But by the time, so I see this in the foundation, but by the time it trickles down to our regular groups, I think our regular groups have this reputation of white-haired old men, that meet for breakfast and have coffee and write checks to people like you, but that write checks and that's what Rotary is. So what do you guys think we can do to make the foundation of these young, amazing people that are willing to back help in sex trafficking and economic things and environmental things? How can that reputation trickle down to Main Street people and having them join Rotary? That's there you go. Question. That's a question. Uh, again, that's, <laughs> and we're that done. The, Thank you for joining yeah. us. <laughs> we have that. That is another $50 million question. And again, yeah. if you have the answer, there's a special office on 18 Wings. Okay. But I, I, <laughs> it's a question that comes up in the podcast all the time. Oh, my like, gosh. I go to Rotary yes, International and I go to the foundation the and no it's kidding. like young, awesome, fabulous people digging yeah. up stuff and they all have, they're all different colors and shapes and yeah. sizes and ages. And then I'm talking to you guys and then I, you know. So when actually, just as we're annual giving officers, we have a, a team of regional membership officers and mm -hmm. that is what they are consistently working on with club and district leadership is finding new ways to engage younger individuals in Rotary and to attract new membership in Rotary. So we are working hard um, to find different ways in different areas to make this happen and, and different ways to engage local individuals into the local mm -hmm. Rotary clubs. Uh, by their, our clubs are changing all the time. We have clubs that are becoming more family oriented that will allow you to bring children to the club clubs that are meeting wow. at different times. The platform uh, of the meeting type is changing. Um, we have clubs that are now meeting online only or meeting once or twice a month with a service project. So there are so many changes that are occurring in the club type and the membership type to be able to attract these new donors. And, and that's what this team is working on to hopefully be able to change that per perspective um, that it's uh, 
an old man's club. But <laughs> it's an <laughs> old man's white-haired old man's club that only does polio. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I think that's the, that's the one thing I, I used a lot of words and didn't get to, that, that basically all Rotary does is lo- local civic stuff, and we stop polio. And you're telling me just in this interview that we do a heck of a lot more. Jeff, yes. <laughs> Well, I was, I was just going to add to that, that and, and this isn't giving away any state secrets. It's no surprise to anyone to hear this, but Rotary does some amazing work in the world, but we are horrible at marketing ourselves. Thank you. Uh, and one of the most important things that I think Rotarians can do in addition to these incredible projects that they have undertaken and ways to change the world is to let people know. Um, you know, there's so many clubs that uh, – you know, once they undertake a service project, they'll get on their local news and say, uh, you know, we just put solar panels in for these local communities that are remote that don't have uh, access to electricity. This is some of the work that we do. Come on out and join us at our club. This is when we meet. Um, There's also so much energy in Rotary. And as Rotary looks to get a little bit younger and drawn some younger people, um, I think that they start to tend to be, even though they don't maybe have the financial backing that some of the older Rotarians do, younger Rotarians have the energy and are passionate about service. Mm-hmm. And as these mm-hmm. service projects get taken out and carried out into the world, people are going to see it. And again, kind of like my story about the water project and the, the young elementary school boy who collected his change, people are going to see it and be impacted and want to make a difference too. And I think that's where Rotary should focus its energies to be a part of a, a bigger part of the world and to show what Rotary can do out globally. Awesome. Well, we're just about going to wrap this up. I know because we are on a bit of a time crunch, but I do have one really basic question as a Rotarian. What can I, as a Rotarian, do to help you guys as a foundation? What What's something that you can ask a club or Rotarian to do that will help you guys? <clears throat> Well, I'll, I'll go first, and Jeff, I'm sure you'll have some to <laughs> What um, can we do to help you? <laughs> it's a cycle uh, that we work with. So our membership, our public image, and our foundation all work together, and we need every one of these pieces to be able to function as an organization and to continue our good work. So with the foundation, in order for clubs to be able to participate in district and global grants, we do need to raise funds towards the annual fund share. And we totally understand this is a crazy time in our lives, in the world, and not everybody can give, but we're not asking to give a lot. Even if you can give $25 per year per member, the the things that we can do they're limitless. So if you can support the foundation at all with a gift to the Rotary Foundation, we ask that you do so. And specifically, if you're interested in working on district or global grant projects, make sure that your gift is designated to the annual fund share so that it comes back to your district and so you can work on those projects. The second thing is become engaged in a project. If your club hasn't done one, Look into different things that you can do in your local communities or if you're interested in working in an area of the world. By getting becoming engaged, you see what's going on, you see how you can help your community, and you feel it in your heart. And I had a director once tell me that she does Rotary for the emotional income. And once you are wow. emotionally invested in Rotary, that's your aha moment. And that's 
when you basically drink the Kool-Aid <laughs> and, and it becomes your life. So if you can get your members engaged, if you can get your members giving at least $25 to the Rotary Foundation, of course, we're always willing to accept more. But yes. then, like my then, check for multi-millions of dollars. Millions upon of my dollars, dad. exactly. <laughs> but, but participating and really being involved will, will get you to that aha moment and, and will continue to grow the foundation and the work that we do around the world. Wow. Um, to piggyback off that, I mean, uh, the short answer to your question, Gwen, is, was answered by Adina, and that's to give, right? right. <laughs> Obviously, the foundation exists to bring in Rotarian dollars to better support the work that Rotarians do in the world. Um, the long answer to that, and it relates back to a quote, actually, from the founder of the foundation, Arch Klumps, that Adina mentioned earlier. Jeff's getting fancy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fancy. fancy and dancy, Jeff. Here we go. Come on. It's what I do. Just call me okay. fancy pants, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it, it's one of my favorite Rotary quotes. And he said, Rotary's tomorrow depends on what we do today. And what does that look like when it relates to giving? Well, specifically, um, Rotary can't do, it can't get bigger if it doesn't grow. And one of the interesting trends we've seen in the foundation is that even though our goals have grown, and we've been able to meet those bigger goals every year, the number of Rotarians who give actually is shrinking. Mm -hmm. And so what that tells us is that it's the same Rotarians who are giving more. And that's not mm -hmm. something that we can expect to continue forever, right? Obviously, sustain, right? that's right. right. We can't sustain that. Obviously, we need to get more members and more givers. And to do that, uh, we need more people to know about Rotary and the amazing work that it does in the world. And so if above and beyond anything else, if Rotary's tomorrow depends on what we do today, Rotarians have to desperately, more than anything else, get out and tell Rotary's story and tell it to non-Rotarians. We're so great at, at preaching to the choir and talking to other Rotarians about all the great work we do. Right. We need non-Rotarians to know about this work too. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and like that little boy in that elementary school, the mission reverberates and it echoes around the world. Mm -hmm. People are going to see it and hear it and feel it. Um, and, and more Rotarians, potential Rotarians will, will join the fold. And by doing that, we'll be able to grow Rotary International and the Rotary Foundation. Awesome. So, okay, I want to make this perfectly clear so my listeners understand. It's that we, we have less Rotarians that are giving more money. And That's correct. what you want is more Rotarians that if they want to, to can money. give to, <laughs> to give more money. Give more money. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I, I t-balled up that one for you. Yeah, yeah. Like more Rotarians <laughs> to give more money, but but yeah. So I mean, that, I think that's a it's a scary statistic and kind of important to get out there that there is a group of people that are giving more, and you know, and and like I said, I think something like this or getting to meet you guys will help younger people. I mean, I, I, one of the questions that we ask Rotarians is who else in your family is also a Rotarian? And, and I had the honor to speak to a young woman from Hawaii who is third or fourth generation Rotarian. Wow. Okay. So cool. So, and she's like, just turned 30 and she's off to be district governor there in Hawaii and she's president okay. and she's just, I mean, taking <laughs> ass and taking names. I'm telling you. <laughs> but she was like one of the few. You know, and, and I've, you know, and, and she's, you know, I, I talk to Rotarians all the time. Yeah, my son thinks about it. My, my daughter thinks about it. 
I have two daughters, neither one of them are Rotarians, you know, and they're, you know, they're millennials. And I'm like, wow. But I bet you if they knew what the foundation was doing and what their money actually goes to, I think it, it maybe it is just PR, PI, excuse mm-hmm. me. Well, and to your point that, you know, the the shrinking Rotarians who are giving more is scary. I mean, it's scary if you think about it in in terms of people are finite. But the reality is, is that there's so many people in the world who are not Rotarians, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that we've seen over the course of this pandemic, especially, is that humans need each other, that we're communal animals, that we have to be around each other, and we have to make a difference in each other's lives. It's just a reality. And so people want to join organizations like Rotary, people who have the means want to give to the Rotary Foundation. And it's our job as Rotarians and as staff to make those opportunities a reality for people who want it, just don't know how to give it. Well, I can't think of a better way to end the podcast, Jeff. (laughs) That was awesome. Adina, Jeff, thank you so much for kind of pulling back the curtain on the foundation and giving and what it does and even taking some questions that you weren't even expecting, which I appreciate so much. Um, but just, just telling us what the foundation is. Cause I, it's always been kind of a mystery to me. You've gotten my money every year and I'm like, don't know. you know, it's just polio, right? Well, now we know that it's not even close to just polio and it's such an honor to meet you both. And thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much, Gwen, for giving us the opportunity. This was great, and we're happy to be able to be a part of it. Yay. Yeah, thanks so much, Gwen. It's great to be here with you and your listeners. And uh, Adina and I will wait at the office for your $50 million check coming in. Yes, it's on the way. <laughs> and and we'll, let the, we'll let the membership team know about your daughters that they have to recruit. I will send them. I will send their emails along with the check. Absolutely. <laughs> Take care, you guys. Thanks, Bye-bye, Gwen. Thank have you. a good one. Bye. Wow, what an interview! So, did you find some emotional income? Hmm. Did you? And what about a Rotary Club in Kansas City that gave a whopping twenty-six bucks to get the whole foundation going? Ah. Boy, if they only knew what that $26 has turned into. So that's our foundation. Everything from polio plus and environmental issues to, uh, wow, sex trafficking. Who knew that the Rotary Foundation and we as Rotarians were so actively a part of so many things that are changing our world every day and for the future. So thank you so much, Adina and Jeff, for joining me. It was truly an honor to meet you both. And thank you out there for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, please tell a friend. Have them subscribe and download because, as you well know, that makes it so much easier for others to find the podcast. And if you know of a Rotarian that I should interview and uh, find out what their story is, tell me, won't you? I'm easy to get a hold of. You can just reach me at rotarianpod at gmail.com. All right, then. Until next week, wear a mask, take care of yourself and the world around you, and I'll hear you next week on the I'm a Rotarian podcast. And as always, thank you so much for joining me. Have a wonderful week, everybody.